the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives. Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. We are here today with some special guests, um, and this is Love Never Fails Radio, and we're so excited to uh, be back with you. As you know, I've been traveling quite a bit and uh, and uh, have just been all, you know, been around the world, and I, 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 I'm just so excited to be back with you in studio today with a very special special guest who is really blessed love never fails and her mentor who is also on the line and someone who's near and dear to my heart I've been working with for some time now uh, first I want to introduce you to Alyssa Miller Alyssa is an intern for us and over the summer she's just been such a blessing she's also a rising senior at Biola University where she studies flute performance at the Biola University Conservatory of Music and she's really had a passion to address this issue of human trafficking, uh, founding school clubs and encouraging her peers to be involved and also uh, founding uh, the anti-human trafficking club at Biola. Wow. Called Breaking Chains. Woohoo! And she's a musician. What could be better? Oh, my gosh. Thank you for coming on the show, Alyssa. Yeah, nice to be here. <laughs> um, and then, of course, we have Dr. Jonathan Fung. Oh, I didn't know there was a doctor there. Oh, my gosh. We've got to talk about that. I didn't know that. Um, but uh, Jonathan Fung, interdisciplinary uh, uh, artist, filmmaker, social activist, um, has uh, created site-specific installations in public art that explore the human condition, cultural and social issues, especially the injustice of modern-day slavery. Uh, Jonathan's uh, work. Maybe some of you have uh, actually had the opportunity to see his movie Hark or work with him um, as a, as a, an instructor at a university in um, in film. Uh, he's just uh, such a blessing and has been um, so gracious to introduce us to Alyssa. So thank you for that, Jonathan, and thanks for being on the show. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, um, so there are several things that we're going to talk about today. Um, the focus of our time together is really youth advocacy 
youth advocacy, youth activism, and uh, and who better than to ask a college student about uh, how we go about doing that, why that is so important. Uh, we see that even as we think about the modern day church um, and the evolution of the church and really the importance of getting out of our four walls and getting into um, communities, right, um, that are redefining what church is redefining um how the the hand of of god is moving and um and and i'm so excited to be a part of that movement with love never fails and that you Alyssa, have um blessed us with your talents over the over the summer so tell us Alyssa, how why why did you become uh, interested in this topic of human trafficking Yeah, so um, I first found out about human trafficking when I was a sophomore uh, in high school. Um, I went to Notre Dame High School in downtown San Jose, and they are a very, very social justice conscious school. Um, And while I was there, uh, that is where I developed my deep sense um, and passion for social justice. Um, And... Before I learned about human trafficking in high school, though, I had struggled my whole life with this idea of making a difference. And I thought, well, I'm just one person. What can I do? I I can't really do anything that would would do anything at all for anyone. Um, But when I learned about human trafficking, I felt like God had just thrown a ton of bricks in my lap. And this issue was just immediately at the forefront of my priorities. And I said, Okay, God, you you take care of the impact, and I I just can't sit on the sidelines anymore. Let let's go, let's go do this, and uh, that's basically what I've been doing ever since. Wow, I cannot sit by and just let this happen. How many uh, young people do you think are feeling that way, but maybe not as confident as you were to actually take the bull by the horn? How many do you think that's common, or yeah? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely common. Um, I talk to my peers and fellow students, and they they see a problem, but they don't really know what to do about it. And um, it really took just that moment of, well, I I'm going to go do something, and I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to trust that I'm going to uh, help help figure it out because I can't just sit and do nothing. Yeah, and just so you know, that's the way I fell into this issue of human trafficking. I think you've heard my story. Uh, there I was, um, senior manager at, at a high tech company, um, which is very intense, single mom, uh, running several ministries at church, uh, dance. Uh, um, I was helping with women's ministry. I was a child care supervisor. I was doing a lot. And I thought, OK, I'm good. I'm doing I'm doing a lot, you know. And then the Lord began to show me this thing, uh, human trafficking and through my student. Uh, my dance student, he's like, no, 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 you're, you're going to work on this. And I'm like, me? What? No, I don't even know what to do with this. Like, I'm not a teacher. I'm not a doctor. I, I, I don't need I, what. Do I? And he goes, you know what? You know, and he just gave me just love. Yeah. Just love them one person at a time. And love will lead the way. Love will give you the instructions. And um, from there, here, here we are. And so did you just... How did you just, did you just say, yes, God, or did he give you like a rhema from on high or like what, what happened? Yeah. So I actually uh, read this book by uh, Alex and Brett Harris and it's called Do Hard Things. And it talks a lot about um, students who, and just teenagers mostly, who 
can do so much more than just, you know, the low bar that society sets for us. And um, I was so inspired by that. And I really clearly felt God saying, go do this with human trafficking. And I said, I only know a little bit about human trafficking. I don't have any resources. And he said, I'll take care of the resources and I'll take care of the impact. You just have to say yes. So I said yes. And then everything has fallen into place after that. And I often don't know what's going to happen next or I don't have any resources or opportunities. um, And it just seems like everything's going to fall apart. But then every single time God comes through. Wow. Wow. And wow. Yes. Um, So do hard things. I was speaking with a a VP of an artificial intelligence company yesterday and he used to work for Cisco and he was kind of uh, telling me about his new company, which is is kind of an intro. I actually want to ask your opinion about some Mm -hmm. of this because I think there's a huge cross section between what's happening with the technology, you know, a revolution and the transformation of many markets and um, and there's a correlation between that and poverty and that and um, uh, vulnerability to mm-hmm. things like human trafficking. And I, I want to get your take as a young person who's uh, benefiting from technology. And yet there are these challenges that we need to be uh, 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 thinking about from a social impact standpoint. But um, I was talking to him and, and I said, he's like doing this startup thing and he's literally working from like eight o'clock. He, he gets on, he gets to the BART station. He told me like 645 every morning and he gets home around nine or 10. And, um, and he's, I said, why did you, you know, you leave your cush job at Cisco and, you know, to, uh, to, to do that. And he said, I'm, I'm convinced that, you know, I'm a better person and that I've, um, that I'm a more, I'm, I'm a healthier person. I'm more, I'm living uh, the life I was intended to live because I am doing hard things. I am pushing myself out of the box. I am, I'm talking to people, you know, you know, prior, perhaps, you know, he was an as a systems engineering manager. He wasn't out talking to venture capitalists. Mm-hmm. He wasn't out um, talking to people um, in Washington about evolving, you know, d- doing patents on different products. And, and he's learning about all these new things and learning that he had skills that he never thought he had. And then we're talking about, you know, guy with a little bit of gray, you know, he's, he's not... Uh, you know, he's not a spring chicken. And yet, even there, there are these places where we get stuck. And so you might be young thinking, oh, well, you can't do anything because I'm too young. And you might be older and thinking, I I, I could never do that. I've ne- I don't have any experience. And at the end of the day, it's just like, right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just do it. Do hard things mm-hmm. where he leads. Follow. Amen. Woohoo. I'm excited. Okay. So when we come back, we're going to hear a little bit from Jonathan about what he's doing uh, these days. He's always got something creative and fun up his sleeve. So uh, you're in for, I'm sure, an exciting update. We'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. Uh, We are in studio today uh, with two guests that are 
just amazing people. Uh, Alyssa Miller, who is a youth advocate, uh, president of the anti-human trafficking um, uh, initiative at Biola University and has been interning with Love Never Fails over the summer. And Dr. Jonathan Fung, who is an advocate, um, a filmmaker, uh, actually, uh, let me read your bio properly here. Interdisciplinary artist. I like that. Filmmaker and social activist. And uh, he has created several art pieces that have been on display that explore the human condition, cultural and social issues um, and and help us sort of get a view into the injustice of modern day slavery. Um, And this has really been a platform for you, uh, Jonathan, to expose the darkness of human trafficking. And and so um, I want to talk a little bit about that. Your art pieces. Also, you are the um, uh, you've created an award winning short film, Hark, uh, which was screened uh, at um, uh, at the European Border Guards Conference in Warsaw, Poland. Oh, I've been there. Wow. Uh, haven't seen heard that for a while. And uh, and is now part of Fundamental Rights and Ethics in European Border Sist- Security Management Joint Masters Program. Wow. I didn't know that. That is so great. And it just keeps going on. You, you've you uh, done some uh, public art installations, which I want to talk about. Uh, PEEP is the name. I want to talk a little bit about that. And then you also teach photography at San Jose State University through a social justice and narrative lens. Wow. Amazing. And oh, and then the Freedom Project. We've done a lot with the Freedom Project, actually. Uh, Students Against Human Trafficking in Santa Clara University, uh, where you taught film theory and production for seven years. And we've done quite a bit. We actually have some um, some Cisco uh, colleagues that also run um, one of the um, dorms there, and they have partnered pretty closely with you. I don't know if you're aware, aware of that. But anyway, lots of intersections and such beautiful work. Jonathan, um, so tell us about how you got started in this. Why, why human trafficking? Well, it was about 10 years ago, Vanessa, where I was at a conference, a leadership conference, and I heard... Um, Gary Haugen from IJM Speak. Mm. And after he spoke um, on human trafficking, wow, it just, wow, it paralyzed me. Mm. Um, I didn't know how to react and how to respond. But after he um, talked about his whole experience and how he had to kind of rebrand himself and shifted career paths, um, I did how I it had me thinking for for quite a while, you know, what could I do? Is there something that I could do um to help against the fight on human trafficking? And so ten years ago, after I heard him speak, I read his book Just Courage mm-hmm. and I was inspired by that. And then I started to self educate, uh, read other materials and then started reaching out to the major um, kind of players in the Bay Area that were starting up their own nonprofits to eradicate human trafficking. Mm -hmm. And that's really how it all began. Began there, and then I connected with um, David Backstone um, over um, at Not For Sale. Not For Sale, yeah. And then we started collaborating on a project of his. And then after really six months of praying and just really wrestling, could I make a difference? Like Alyssa said, I'm only one person. Yeah. I didn't think I could do anything. Um, and then God spoke to me and said, use what I know. 
and that's uh, making films and making art um, to create an emotional response from people and initiate a dialogue about human trafficking. And um, that's kind of how it started um, 10 years ago. Amen. Well, I think um, I remember um, when we first met and we started talking about doing a film together um, and, you know, I, just the heart that you brought to every discussion that we had, the prayer you brought, um, I know that you really labor over everything that um, that you do and you make it a point to consider every person. One thing that was really profound for me is as we were thinking about the project, there were some of the people that were on the team that um, some of the, you know, players that were going to work on this film project that were, you know, kind of not sure about who God is. And, and, and I loved your heart. It was very much aligned with mine, which is like meeting people where they are and not requiring everybody to be, you know, in that thus saith the Lord space in order to engage in this fight. Um, and, um, and just trusting that God will meet them where they are. And, um, and I assume that you've continued on with that, uh, that uh, philosophy, <laughs> sort of who you are. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I try to use um, the arts, you know, uh, as a platform, as a platform for social justice, as well as, um, you know, for my faith in God. And so meeting yeah. people where they are, I think that's important. And um, it's, you know, bridging, bridging those things that we know to be able to create the relationships can help people, um, you know, find God or or find purpose. Find comfort, find purpose. Yeah. I, I, so, so thinking about your art pieces, um, one of the things that I love about art is, you know, we we um, can look at, we can talk to a person and they can say all these wonderful things, but in the back of our minds, we may be thinking, yeah, but I saw, you know, you did this and you did that and dif- different judgments come in and and they disturb the message. But when we have an art piece, it stands by itself and it and it's consumed and internalized in a very personal way. And I'm, you know, thinking, for example, about your your peep project. Maybe you can tell the audience about what you did there, how you were inspired to do that and um, what kinds of um, experiences people said they had in seeing it. Yeah, Peep started um, in Washington, D.C. in 2014. Um, and then it was commissioned um, in San Jose um, for the Super Bowl 50 um, in 2016 and traveled to Redwood City um, shortly after that. But um, it was a project that I was invited by the District of Columbia Arts and Humanities part of their 5 by 5 project, a very large public art exhibition through D.C. for um, several months. And um, they did a search for five different curators globally. And one of the curators um, contacted me to create a proposal for, um, for this work. And it took me a long time to create PEEP um, because I wanted to do something that um, definitely had a message of 
um, human trafficking since my um, exhibition would be very close to the Capitol um, and was going to get a lot of press. And so that project wasn't something where I just thought of it immediately. I had to really struggle and pray over it. And um, all my projects are, are really inspired by God. And once I got the visual of what I wanted to do, which was to purchase a 20-foot shipping container, create it like a peep show, because it was called Peep, and make it look <clears throat> very neon from the outside with really kind of graphic, graffiti-style, um, bold pink lettering and windows that were, were welded out on both sides, um, the viewer would be attracted from the street to be able to come and look through those port-sized windows and look inside the container. And that's where the art was. Mm. The art was divided into two different halves. One half was about sexual exploitation mm-hmm. of children, and it was represented by symbolism. Uh, my work is highly symbolic, and I had about... Um, close to a thousand wooden children's blocks. So most people could relate to the blocks because they played with blocks when they were younger. Mm. But on the block were photographs of children that were enslaved in, in trafficking. Um, and so wow. it was kind of a haunting kind Oof. of presence when you look through because um, there were maybe 15 blocks on each strand that were dispersed through the container that were hanging from above. And when you see these blocks that are just hanging there with pictures of children, um, you may not be able to associate what that means right away. But, but soon after, you, you know, you start to understand that these children were children that were trafficked. And, and, and on it, the other and, and what's yeah, so, you know, we're going to take a quick break here. But what so um, jumps out for me is the peep aspect of it, the watching of a child, and we know that so many of these cases of human trafficking involve cyber uh, trafficking, where people are watching pornographic images of one-year-olds, as as young as one-year-old is is an age that we hear about in the Philippines, and uh, very pre- prevalent in the Philippines and India. Children are being forced into cyber trafficking at that young age, and there are people that are mostly Westerners that are buying those images and viewing those images, peeping at those babies through the Internet. So we're going to take a break, Um, a very sombering thought, but uh, please do lift up those children in prayer, and uh, thank you so much for what you're doing, Dr. Fong, um, and uh, Fung, and thank you for uh, what you, um, your heart for the, for the lost, for the for the those that are loved so much and yet harmed in this way. We'll be right back, and thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in studio today with two special guests uh, that are touching on the topic of uh, youth advocacy. And we're, as you as you've probably heard from the last uh, segment, we're wrapping in this whole notion of the use of arts and uh 
and uh, which is so, uh, I think, uh, appropriate um, when we're talking about engaging young people in uh, really making it very real, um, giving people the opportunity to experience uh, this issue of trafficking in a very real way. Um, so, Alyssa, um, how did you and, and Jonathan meet? Well, I don't actually remember when we met. Um, maybe he remembers better than I do, but... Uh, our uh, my brothers and his daughter uh, went to the same school, and I actually graduated from that school, uh, San Jose Christian School, a middle school and elementary school. Um, and uh, we kind of met through that, and um, over time, I think we just uh, got connected. And I remember when I first started um, finding out that human trafficking was an issue, I was talking with my mom, and I said, Mom, I need to get involved with this. And she says, well, you should talk to Jonathan Fung. He does some stuff with this. And I think that's kind of when we started connect, connecting on that, uh, that deeper level. Now, your mom, this is the weird thing about this. So your mom has actually worked with us uh, or attended some of our um, uh, art therapy, uh, what did we call it, self-care um, um, uh, sessions that we were doing in partnership with Notodrom, uh, the art um, the art clinical um, uh, discipline. Uh, and we did this a couple of years ago and she attended a couple of the classes, uh, which was amazing. I didn't know that was your mom. And then I saw her at an event in San Francisco at YWAM and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is your daughter. This Now, does your mom work at Valley Pregnancy Center as well? Or No. So she's a licensed marriage and family therapist. So okay. she's been doing work with stuff that is definitely connected to this area uh, yeah. for a very long time. So uh, that's so cool. So you, so you sort of met in high school and then I'm sorry, in, yeah, in, in San Jose, and then, um, he, she mapped you back or redirected you, and you met, and you received Alyssa, and I'm sure you were just overjoyed, um, Jonathan, to talk to her about this, you know, how she could get activated. Where, was that just a answer to prayer, or how did that happen? Yeah, Alyssa invited me to screen my film, Hark, um, when she was the president of students against Modern Slavery Club at Notre Dame High School. Ah. So, yeah, I was really excited to come down, show the film, and, and talk to the students about the film and human trafficking. That was our first um, kind of interaction on that campus. Yeah. But then, when she was a senior um, at Notre Dame four years ago, that was when she asked me to be a mentor, a community um, facilitator, for her senior service learning project, which was kind of a, a year-long project that that she was doing and was eventually presented to the school um, her senior year. So when she asked me to, um, to help her in that capacity, uh, I was really um, honored and blessed to be able to work with Alyssa because um, I knew of Alyssa's... Um, high level of achievement mm -hmm. and just her work ethic. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, seriously. No, no I know. I know. <laughs> I, I've, you know, I've never met a student like Alyssa. Um, yeah, she's just a joy to work with, but inspiring, super inspiring. And so I, I learned a lot from Alyssa by working with her. Well, and, you know, and so on that point, right, so I've had the opportunity to um, uh, work with several young people, um, maybe not as inspiring as Alyssa, but 
close, let's just say. <laughs> and I think sometimes we just don't give young people a chance or, you know, help um, give them sort of that, that platform to hook into. And so I, I you know, I, I would love to hear from you, Alyssa. What, what do, you know, as people are becoming aware of this issue of human trafficking, what are some ways in which we can better engage um, young people and, and help them to walk out their purpose and um, the calling that's on their life in that space? Yeah. Um, so I would say, well, first of all, thank you for saying that. Uh, that's really encouraging to me. I think a, a lot of times people underestimate what, young people can do. Um, and I've just seen so many of my peers um, do so many amazing and great things. And I think if uh, if as a generation we were empowered and poured into and mentored, um, we would just see so many amazing um, impact, uh, a great impact coming out of that. Um, and so a couple of things I'm thinking about is, um, Jonathan kind of already mentioned this, but use, encourage them to use their passions and their skills that they already have. Yeah. Um, everyone already has a gifting and some different skills that they can bring to the table. And I think that that's um, just a really great way to get people involved because they already care about those areas. And so they can just retask those to make a difference. Um, and uh, that can be really empowering for them. Um, and the second thing I would say is is mentorship. Um, I really have appreciated um, Jonathan and other mentors that have come alongside me and have uh, shaped me and um, cared for me and walked with me as I've gone on this journey. And because of them, I've been able to kind of structure my life in such a way that um, I'm able to be uh, motivated and determined and uh, able to create a difference in that way. Yeah. So mentorship is key. And then, um, you know, the passion and the gifts are already there. Wow. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and so when you think about going back, so you're you're leaving and actually uh, uh, we have some exciting news. I won't steal Emily's thunder, but um, would love, uh, I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag, but we have some thoughts about your returning home. Um, but as you're going back home, um, and you, this is your senior year. Are you, um, do you have some plans for the year? Um, have you, have you uh, mapped out how you plan to engage your peers and inspire them to, to do just that? Yeah. So, um, uh, as you mentioned before, I'm the current president and also the founder of Breaking Chains at Biola. Um, and uh, we've been uh, active since the second semester of my freshman year. So it's been, it's been a couple years since we've started. Um, and, I um, am really looking forward this year to use uh, to using my art and um, bringing that more into the focus um, of of the group. Um, like I said, I'm very passionate about using these different areas uh, that people care about to make a difference. Um, and so because of that, uh, that philosophy, we are very event based as a group. Um, and so uh, I'm really excited to take the the knowledge and um, compassion that I've learned from Love Never Fails and my internship um, into this group and to be able to create events based around um, what I've learned here. Um, and I think that that will be really effective in engaging the Biola population. Nice. I have to tell you, I did a praise dance um, with uh, what do you call a person that plays the flute? 
flutist or flautist. Flutist? Yeah, okay, whatever. Flutist. Okay, I didn't want to say it wrong. It's okay. So, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, um, I um, had the opportunity to work with a, a, just a beautiful woman who is has been playing flute for many years, and I think she plays a variety of instruments but anyway um she played and i danced and it was a a a piece on human trafficking and um and it was it was it was a real reach a real stretch for me and that um the lord gave me he said you know wear a red garment and um i want you to actually put lipstick on your face and like in different places where it's not supposed to be so it was almost theatrical as well and then her the, her playing of the flute was so there were these dissonant notes that she was hitting and it was very um emotional and the flute has a way of um it's just so pure and and um and quiet at times and yet piercing um that it can really reach into certain emotions that you know you you wouldn't think of because i think most people maybe are accustomed to listening to the flute in a whole ensemble of you know of instruments and so anyway i love that idea um i can say firsthand it had an amazing impact on the audience that i hadn't anticipated and uh, i believe it was all holy spirit led so Um, Anyway, I want to encourage you in that. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back and um, talk some more about what's going on in the Bay Area um, with uh, Jonathan and hopefully um, uh, some next steps for the listening audience and ways in which we can engage um, going forward. So we'll be right back. I do want to encourage you to uh, go ahead and jump on our Facebook page, which is Love Never Fails. Um, we have some really cool updates there. Uh, recently, we heard about uh, a, a group in India that um, is uh, taking survivors and turning them or equipping them to become uh, attorneys. So there's an article there. Um, there's an article about some of the um, metrics that we exciting metrics that are being released as it relates to our deployment of protect um, and how students are now becoming more equipped to protect themselves from human trafficking and a variety of other exciting things. Go, so go on our Facebook page, Love Never Fails, like that page and check out the new updates. And we'll be right back. And thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit Love Never Fails Us. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We're in studio today with Alyssa Miller and Jonathan Fung. Dr. Jonathan Fung. Uh, he was just telling me that he doesn't include doctor in all of his different bios, so that's why I didn't know. This is like old news. I'm sure you, all of you who know him are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know all about that. He's a cool <laughs> dude. But uh, <laughs> that's that's cool. Um, uh, so you guys have really shared with the listening audience all these ways in which we can activate the youth and um, use art, right, to do that. Um, Jonathan, what what are you doing here in the Bay, and uh, what are some ways in which young people or just anyone can uh, get more involved in the work that you're doing? Well, I, I don't know if you know this, Vanessa, but I'm also a youth pastor. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, I think if, if anyone is going to a youth group um, in their church, um, I would... I would 
um, I would have a you know talk with the youth pastor and see if creativity could be brought within the youth group for them to um, to use their gifts and their talents um, for self-expression and also to be able to um, um, kind of glorify God um, um, with their creative gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, in in our youth group, I did a series on what matters and. Just trying to encourage youth to be able to articulate what matters to them and then um, be able to take it to the next step and have them um, use the arts to actually show what matters to them um, through music or through dance or photography, filmmaking, graphic design, and all these different elements. So I think sometimes young people aren't sure on how to use um, those talents that they're really passionate about mm-hmm. and how to kind of combine them with faith. Um, they always have a, it's like a disparity. Yep. But, you know, I think we just have to, I, I try to encourage the youth just to be who they are. Mm-hmm. Meet, you know, meet them where they are and just kind of just guide them along. And so that's one thing since there's a lot of, you know, a lot of youth going to church and youth groups. Um, to use and empower them to use their arts and try to tap that back into their faith. Um, and, and if it is human trafficking that they're passionate about, um, then start creating and, and having a platform, at least starting maybe through the church, to be able to show their work. Or at the school, you know, in the classes I teach, they're all creative classes, I always have a art advocacy slash um, social practice assignment that again encourages um, college students to find out what breaks their heart, what matters mm-hmm. to them, and for them to do the research about that particular issue. Um, so this last semester at San Jose State, I had like five students that were really interested in human trafficking. And so I had them do the research and then they created works of art around that. And mm-hmm. One of the components was they needed to post their work on social media to see how many likes, comments, hits that they get. Mm, so they I could like that idea. Follow up on on um, you know on people that were interested in what they were doing, but also that they could also um, you know continue to raise awareness through the work that they were doing. And, and another thing that was just a good kind of um, way for them to know that their work is validated, that people are interested in, and that hopefully would encourage them to do more work um, with, with human trafficking. Yes, absolutely. You know, I, I have found that, um, you know, young people sharing their passions in this regard produces so much more of a response than sort of that corporate, um, even the nonprofit um, plea it's just, it's so powerful. So I really want to, I'm speaking to people who have um, young adults or teenagers, even young children, like my daughter is 10, she's ready to go. And I know your daughter, Jonathan, is the same. Um, um, she is ready to go. She said, when I grow up, I'm taking over. Love never fails. Um, <laughs> she's already got me in the grave, man. She's got me, she's got me retired already. You know, she's like, when you're, when you're old, <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm taking over and she's she's uh, la- last year during the rainy season um, she said mom these you know people in the streets they need umbrellas so we started uh, an umbrella ministry and she wanted to put on the umbrella you are loved and so we had it embroidered on the umbrellas and we gave them out all over the Bay Area to homeless people and this is her heart and um, my son too you know we we went to Europe recently um, he was, you know, oh, we need to do this for people and we need to do that for people. And just like not just, um, you know, kind of saying, oh, yeah, yeah, they're there. But really um, equipping, equipping young people to like like Alyssa said, to walk out their gifts and their passions. And and I love the idea of um, having them study about it. That's so good. Study and then do an art project to talk more about it. Um, and it actually brings me a shout out to Benita Hopkins. We used to um, uh, go and and we would do the um, it's a wrap. It's called it's a wrap. And we did our our prevention education program before we joined forces with protect. Uh, we uh, we had a program called Love Don't Hurt. And at the end, after they learned all of the th- things that we taught them about human trafficking, they had to do like an artistic expression back to us. And I remember in uh, Janae uh, Shepard's classroom in Mission Valley ROP, she had a couple of students that did art pieces, that did raps, that did songs, that did dances. And it was amazing what people produced, young people produced when given the opportunity to do so. So um, that that's a great call out. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, Okay, we're going to go to a break uh, and we're going to come back and talk about ways in which uh, your events that are going on in the community and ways in which people can get involved with with what we're doing here. So you don't want to miss it. We'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. Um, Again, we have just been blessed to have two um, wonderful guests, Alyssa Miller and Dr. Jonathan Fung, in the studio today talking about youth advocacy and the use of arts as a platform to activate young people and people of all ages, right? Uh, And so um, we're going to hear about some events that are going on in the community, but I wanted to uh, just offer up, um, we'd love to hear from you if you're in need of prayer or you have an event that's going on that you want to invite us to. Um, We do do tabling in the community. Um, so if that's of interest, uh, if you want to volunteer with us, uh, if you, uh, any, anything of that nature, you want to know more about our programs, you can give us a call at 844-249-2698. You can also shoot me an email. That's Vanessa at com. You can find out more about all of the programs that we have, whether it's housing or workforce development or, uh, our search and rescue practice, um, mentoring program, um, our store, our community 
store and ways you can donate and or um, patronize our store in Hayward, um, you can do that. Um, uh, learn more about that on our website, which is loveneverfailsus.com. And uh, again, if you want to be part of our, if you want to uh, enlist in our newsletter where we just share all of the exciting new updates, um, one new update, we have our internship program running right now with our IT Academy. And it looks like one of our, we've already got one person hired uh, at a uh, Alameda County government agency, yay. And now it looks like a um, a small clinic is, a uh, Bay Area medical clinic is going to hire one of our other IT interns. Uh, so we're super excited about that. And then we have three others, one working in Modesto, uh, one working at Cisco Learning at, uh, Labs, and another one working in Campbell. So um, we're super excited about what's happening there with that IT Academy and getting people uh, to sustainable jobs um, and so in the IT field. So um, please do support us in that regard. And speaking of support, we want to encourage you to be a member, um, become a member of uh, Love Never fails. There are a variety of ways you can do it. Um, $10 a month is our entry level up to $100 a month. Um, and all of that, uh, all of the membership levels allow us to do things like counseling, provide housing, provide these workforce development programs. And we're very much dependent on your support. So please do become a member. Speaking of members, uh, we want to give a um, thanks to uh, Mick and Michelle Burke, uh, who have come on as members. And there's one other person. I'll have that in just a second. But before I do, Jonathan, you have uh, something that's going on in the community that you can invite folks to. Yes, I am part of a photo faculty exhibition called Reason and Reverie. Um, it's at San Jose State at the Thompson Gallery. It opens Tuesday, August 28th at 5 p.m., and it's up for about a month. Uh, my piece is called Prey, P-R-E-Y, and it is art and video installation um, about human trafficking. Awesome, awesome. And when is that? Um, it opens at the end of the month, um, Tuesday, August 28th, 5 7.30 p.m. is the opening uh, reception, and it's up for about a month. Awesome. Oh, man, we'll have to check that out for sure. Um, the other shout-out, by the way, is to Joanne Hall. Uh, thank you, Joanne. Um, we're so grateful for your support. You've helped us in so many ways, and uh, so thank you for your your membership. And uh, for those of you, once again, if you want to become a member, go to loveneverfailsus.com forward slash donate and there is a membership um, enlistment listed there. So, um, Alyssa, is there anything you'd like to share? I know you're going to be kicking off your uh, breaking chains uh, there in Biola, but you don't have any date set as of yet, right? Yeah, we're just getting started for, for the semester and just kind of making some plans right now. But if any Biola students are listening, uh, get ready and come visit us at the club fair because uh, we'll have a bunch of events ready to go at that time. And is there any way that people should contact you if they want to learn more? More about what you're doing or maybe replicate um, your club at their college? Yeah. So um, if you go, uh, I'll give you uh, our email address, uh, breakingchains.club at biola.edu. And um, yeah, we can get in contact that way and we can maybe talk about some great ways for people to get involved. 
Awesome. Yeah, I was just I had this vision of uh, just now of a bunch of different universities having a, a day, right? Like an arts day or something. Um, you could even use some tech technology in there. There I go getting a little tech technical on you, but uh, use um, uh, Cisco has a product called Telepresence, which is a you know a life size uh, video conferencing. Um, we could do like a site to site art. Fair with other universities. Wouldn't that be cool? That'd be awesome. All right, well, let's get working on that. (laughs) Oh, Vanessa, you and your ideas. (laughs) (laughs) Always getting in trouble. Um, But um, uh, it's just such a pleasure. Thank you again for your intern, uh, for your work as our intern over the summer. And uh, again, be in touch with Emily. Let's see where the, where we're going with that. Um, uh, so appreciate uh, you and everything you're doing at, there at Biola, and um, and then of course uh, Jonathan. Just appreciate all of your work and the way that you continue to inspire. Um, so. hey, Vanessa, don't um, don't abandon our film idea. No, I'm still, I'm still hopeful. I'm still hopeful. Yeah, um, the, the timing hasn't been there yet, but yeah. um, I, I do see that. Um, happening at some point in time. Yeah, I actually met um, with the um, a, a gentleman named Scott, uh, who uh, is the founder of a program called Dove Films, and they are um, doing some amazing work looking to launch uh, a couple of documentaries that touch on different issues, uh, social issues, and one of those um, is foster care. And there's certainly a cross-section between foster care and human trafficking. And um, that brought up the film once again. And I was like, okay, here's this film. This film, this movie treatment that, you know, I wrote years ago is still floating out there. So, yes, thank you for keeping it in your prayers, Jonathan. And hopefully we can bring it forward one day. All right. Well, we're going to go um, again. I uh, want to make sure that you plug into our website and uh, give us a call if you are in need of prayer. And more than anything, I want to make sure that you know that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Give up a chance, give up your
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.